0: with or not your truth or kindness lord with or not your truth or kindness lord thank you for tuning into the notice podcast i'm susan hookstra your host the notice podcast explores our need to be noticed through biblical musings and conversations with special guests, experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of Mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, don't you just love a great DIY project? Or secretly, maybe you're one of those HGTV junkies. Join me for this episode where I talk about those home improvement projects. We discuss our approach to them, what they teach us about ourselves and others, and inevitably, how we take notice of God. I love a good do-it-yourself project. As a creative person, I envision the finished product and get excited about the possibilities I thrive on doing something I've never done before, and I'm passionate about being creative. Renovations or a good home improvement show remind me of redemption, and we all know redemption wins. However, with our latest move to a 14 acre property, the list of projects, or projects as I'm affectionately calling them, began to multiply. As I started one project, it revealed another. First, it was the apartment to finish, the house to fully paint, and the floors and doors to install. Then there was building a fire pit, finishing the basement in the garage, and wiring the pavilion, the barns, and future cabins. At first, I was excited about the possibilities and described the project in simple terms to people like, well, all I have to do is this, dot, dot, dot. But then I had to execute these projects. I recognized there's no way I could do everything. How could I? I was challenged enough just putting furniture together I ordered from Amazon, not to mention getting lost and overwhelmed in the home improvement store. Although I was ready to dive in and envisioning the end product, it felt more like one of those two-step-forwards, one-step-back kind of thing. But still, we can't help ourselves. We love renovations. The feeling of accomplishment after we've completed a project can be exhilarating. It gives us that sense of self-mastery and sufficiency. It tells us, I can do this. I can figure this out. And now with videos, technology has really made us believe we can conquer anything. But can we? What if your project doesn't come together nicely? What if you discover you don't understand the instructions, the contractors don't show up, or everything takes longer than you thought? In a recent survey given by the Harris Poll, millennial homeowners in the United States were questioned about their attitudes about home maintenance and repairs. It appears that some of the members of the millennial generation feel caught between unrealistic expectations and cold hard reality. According to the survey, many millennial homeowners feel pressured to project a confidence they don't actually feel when it comes to home maintenance and improvements. The survey shows that 42% felt embarrassed by their lack of home maintenance knowledge, while 60% feel pressured to make their home look a certain way in order to impress others. The survey also shows that 31% of millennial homeowners would be embarrassed to tell a friend that they hired someone for a home improvement project instead of opting to DIY. Well, this creativity and projects can bring out the best and worst in us. And there's nothing like a project to help us become more self-aware. Projects can reveal our short views, internal frustration even over something else, or our approach to working with others. Projects inevitably help us realize three things about ourselves. We have limits, we make mistakes, and we sin. There's nothing like a project that can make us aware of our limits. Perhaps it starts with our physical limitations. You know, we aren't strong enough to lift, aren't tall enough to reach the ceiling, or can't kneel for too long when painting. Maybe our arms and shoulders tire quickly when putting up wallpaper. Companies are even founded to provide tools to help us with those limits. And if we recognize and accept our physical limits, we often ignore our mental ones. Honestly, sometimes I just can't figure out the directions for putting something together. It's true, I'm mechanically challenged, Just ask my high school guidance counselor about my scores and those aptitude tests. And then there's the limits that come from a lack of experience or training. Not everyone grew up with a father who was a handyman or a mom who was an entrepreneur. So we research and we rely on those videos to help us. And they do. But sometimes that DIY spirit leads us to believe we can tackle anything and even though their videos are helpful, let's face it, some of us still feel like we need help screwing in a light bulb. And we can't forget about the, those two big limits. You know, the ones that make us feel out of control, time, and money. The other human thing that comes up when we do projects are mistakes. We think we follow directions when putting together the new dresser, but we screw together the wrong parts. Or you thought we needed a certain tool for a project, but turns out we need another. Or you thought it would take an hour when it actually took you three. Mistakes in projects are inevitable, yet we often respond negatively or have unrealistic expectations about our mistakes. We might even judge ourselves for not knowing better. But think about this. How could we know if we never did it before? And how much do we tolerate others when they make mistakes? which leads us to sin. This is the response to our struggles when doing projects. When the part doesn't fit into the other, the paint is spilled or we don't order enough materials. How do we respond? Of course, the problem created through the project isn't the sin, but how we respond to it, maybe. Sometimes we'll get in over our heads, but don't want to admit it and try to overcompensate. Sometimes we become a know-it-all to cover up our insecurities or we may get offended easily because we don't understand something while realizing someone else is more experienced. And then there's the bulldozer who pushes through a project because they've done it before. How many times have we gotten frustrated and taken it out on our loved ones? Here's the irony, and it's not really a surprise. We do have limits. We do make mistakes. And we do sin. Sometimes those limits, well, limit us. I've seen others be afraid to even tackle anything because they've never done it before and wait passively for others to take the lead. I've seen others start judging the cell so that's as if they should know better. And all this does is cause more pain and strife affecting our relationships. Which got me to thinking, were we meant to be do-it-yourselfers? Doesn't God want to be involved in every part of our life, including our projects? What if instead of noticing our limits, we notice the God who doesn't have any? Ephesians 3.20 tells us, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So friends, if God can do above all we ask or think, I've been trying to wrap my arms around this while doing projects. I started praying to him to help me find the right contractor, to get the right tool, give me patience when things don't work out. I praise him when the projects go smoothly. And this amazing God can help us rest by asking him for help. He can bring people into our lives who have skills we don't. Maybe our projects are just... Uh, test or a meter to find out where we're at in the humbleness category. We can acknowledge our limits and humble ourselves by reaching out when we're over our heads. This means we don't have to do it ourselves. Which gets me to thinking, is the DIY mentality really helping us? You see, I'm concerned Because throughout the pandemic, we were so isolated. And I wonder if we are continuing to isolate ourselves even more in the name of self-sufficiency. But what if we stopped to pray instead? What if we asked God if we should include others in our projects? I know at first thought it might seem like it will take more time, but perhaps it might make the burden lighter. We might also end up affirming someone else who just may need it. And do we really need to be this self-reliant? Maybe that's why sometimes we just don't feel like we're enough. Friends, this is why we need to be in community. To remind us that we need each other. To lessen the burden. To ease the frustration. To rest in God's presence. I'm reminded of the rest of Ephesians 3.20, which states, according to the power that works in us. This power is the Holy Spirit himself. With God's purposes being bigger than ours, and his ways not being our ways, and his thoughts not our thoughts, we recognize that we need his help. We recognize that we need each other. We are intended to tap into that power of the spirit. No matter what we're doing, including projects, that power may lead us to include others and it may lead us to include God. Leah Busk, she's founder of this multi-million dollar company called TaskRabbit, said, Entrepreneurs have a natural inclination to go it alone. While this do-it-yourself spirit can help you move forward, Adding an element of collaboration into the mix can make you unstoppable. And when I talk to my husband about the fact that I'm a songwriter who doesn't sing, he said, maybe God wants you to collaborate. Simply put, to be a Christian is to be in community. Consider these words of Peter, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into marvelous light. First Peter 2.9 Friends, we weren't meant to be an island. We weren't meant to be do-it-yourselfers. So press into those following Jesus around you. Press deeply into your church community. Invite others to help you with their project. And in the process you'll find yourself noticing God more. Well, friends, now that I own a 14-acre property, it reminds me every day that I can't do this alone. Whether it's figuring out the next step in preparing the property or tackling something new, my heart is actually full Not only is God showing me the beauty of community, but he's also motivating me in a slightly different way. Let me give you an example. When my husband and I built the fire pit, my mind didn't just hope the project would just get done and over with. Instead, I kept envisioning the people who will be sitting around the campfire and the stories they will tell. I heard laughter and tears. I heard a guitar praising God. Focusing on who the projects are for is just another way to love, another way to notice God. I hope that as you do projects, you'll invite others into your world. If you do, send me a note so I can share your story with our listeners. Or if you just want to be involved in more projects, know that we could use our help. Maple Ridge Place is now home to two ministries. Freedom Farm Ministries of Grand Traverse and Affirm Ministries. We are busy preparing the property for our grand opening this fall and could use your help. So we hope you will consider joining us. Feel free to get in touch with me at susan at susankhookstra.com. We'd love to have you visit the property. Until next time, take notice.